right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. First time in a while that we're gathering at multiple people in the Kill House on a Sunday night for some golf recap. And the first time in a while, a lot of people have been asking where he's been, what happened to him. Some guys slid in the DMs wondering what happened to him. I told him that you embezzled a bunch of money and that you've, uh, yeah. been, you're out of the company. He got too deep in the DraftKings <laughs> stuff. Neil Schuster, back in the Kill House. Gentlemen. I appreciate the that. The snowbird keep, is back. Keep making up tall tales about me. That makes me happy. I kind of felt good about it. I was like, that's kind of a, like, that's kind of believable a little bit, like a tiny bit. And then yeah. I quickly came in and was like, no, dude, you know, I'm kidding. Kind of like the sand, like, I got really into the 70s. No one ever saw him again. <laughs> yeah, he went over to Thailand to look for some elephant shirts. and That would be believable. He went up to Mekong, and I don't know. We just haven't heard from him He's in actually in rehab. He quit jeweling, and he couldn't handle it. <laughs> well, there's that, too. <laughs> he uh, is a snowbird. So, yeah, he's back in the kill house for the winter? Is that safe uh, Through the end of the year. Okay. Off and on. But, yeah, we're back, baby. Drove down. Good event at Pinehurst. And then... Spent a, you know three or four days in Charleston, eating my face off, and now here I am. Dude, the, uh, the lady and I back down here in Charleston. Rejuvenated. TC is here as well. Hello. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> thank you hey, for, John, thank you for joining. <laughs> so wait, wait. You guys haven't been getting together in person? Uh, we got together one night, I think. I mean, we haven't had three people in yeah. the Kill House on a Sunday night to talk golf since. It's the yeah, off-season, baby. I know. Everybody's I, off doing yeah. their own thing. Big week for the big guy over here it across is. from me. It is a big week. We can talk a little bit about that later if you'd like. First, we got to talk about, we were all set to talk about the new uh, Callaway X-Forged CB irons. First of all, I, I, I kind of want to get one just because I need a fresh wear pattern, one that doesn't, you know, have, have <laughs> just wear. Just one? Move have, out one to fresh. Just one. Okay. I don't want to have the full wear pattern from, from heel to toe. Callaway, it turns out, had guys winning and close to winning all over the world this past week. Phil won yet again. First oh, of all, he by, did win? Bypass playing the, uh, the event at Shadow Creek, um, the CJ Cup. Uh, to win the Dominion Energy Classic, something How like that. How about his quote? What was it? He's like, yeah, last time I was at Shadow Creek, I won so much more money than I would have this week. So yeah. it was just pointless. I want to know what he would have had to finish to earn as much money as he did for winning it. But uh, he had a brand new set of MB, uh, Callaway MB irons uh, in the bag and a triple track ball. Uh, the win on the European tour was with the Odyssey Stroke Lab putter. Guys, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce Otagwe. Otagwe? Think so. I should have. I should have known that TC, the uh, the globalist, would be all over that one. And Xander didn't win, but he uh, he was playing the Chrome Soft X Golf Ball, Jaws wedges, and uh, Maverick driver. So uh, big week for Callaway and uh, big week for golf. That was kind of some fun. First time uh, watching golf for a while for Neil. For, yeah, I'm, listen, since the U.S. Open, I'm, let's let's just be honest, everybody. I have some takes. I, I saw some things from a different perspective. Coming back with some fresh eyes. I will say, going back to the uh, X Forge. Saw so you've been trying to get me to play the X Forge for a year now. I might be. Might be in the market for that, checking them out. That the is new ones. So perfect. Any any kind of suggestion or advice I give you, it takes twelve to eighteen <laughs> months for it to register. Hey man, sometimes you know you hear you get a lot of things coming at me. You got a lot of recommendations, you know. So sometimes you, maybe maybe you need to be more selective. Well, I, the one thing that I was like trying to get you was like, all right, play short of the green, short of the pin, and you said it, Taurus sauce. You know, Max Homa taught me like to be short of the pin. And I was like, this motherfucker right here. All right. Well, there's something. Don't worry. Right. I, it is making an impact. But the X Forged. Well, I've been hitting the ball good with the irons. But I think, yes, you, you know, I, it's, I wouldn't make any I've changes been, if I'm you right now, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
anyway, an absolute flusher. The so. people are about to see it on Taurus Sauce, which we should mention. Taurus Sauce episode three is out this week. I was texting with DJ earlier. He said it's he's confident that it's the best episode we've ever produced before. Hyping, hyping. It's it like and maybe I watched a little emotional. It and and there's like, almost yeah, no golf in it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we just did some work today, DJ and I, on uh, the Pacific Dunes episode coming up. That one, going through the footage on that, potential, like, potentially electric. Maybe <laughs> I was getting like I was getting shocked every time I touched play. Let's get some of these out now because we always forget, or I always forget to work them in, and I ask for them. Got a lot of great questions. First one from uh, just shy of rock bottom: Does Kokrak get paid in MGM chips? Well, this yeah. is a win property. Yeah, it is a win property, which was interesting to see BetMGM, you know, doing the live in-game betting. I mean, are they, I was asking TC, like, is there an official odds maker of the PGA yet? I thought it was DraftKings. I thought it was too. It sounds like it's a complete sweepstakes. Yeah, so like then somebody can just parachute in and I guess because it's a... If you're gonna put property, up the money, yeah. you can say, "Well, you have to use our odds." I mean, I, this is like but, all green but space. They it's gonna be use interesting to, to win to properties see. odds because well, they use the MGM. Yeah. yeah, so that doesn't even make any sense, does exactly. it? Exactly. Uh, you know what? I want the Nevada Gaming Commission to look into this and to look into Kokrak's win is awfully suspicious. He right? called his shot. TC's calling in Harry Reid or whoever the new Harry Reid is. You know, Harry Reid used to be the commissioner. He was the gaming. He was the gaming commissioner before he was the senator from Nevada. Really? Yeah. You know, was, I looked at. He was in charge of the casinos, baby. That surprised me. Uh, I guess because the phrase "all in 2020" has basically become, you know, common very around here. He didn't make this post till June. The post, it was all in 2020, didn't happen until June for the return to golf. This was his return to golf Instagram post that, of course, we've been referencing. So that kind of goes both ways. It goes. It's tardy, so it, you know he was sure that he was playing well, but he also only gave himself six months to really. Take advantage of going all in. He was in. biding his time, you know, like at, at the poker table. You know, he, he went all in in 2020, just not right at We've the beginning We've made some of, that. of the worst well, poker analogies over the last three or four weeks. <laughs> so fun. But going all in implies that you are risking something. What was the big risk that he made this year? Did he just, did he just practice a lot more? Did he sacrificed a lot of time? He stayed, he stayed with PXG. That was his big <laughs> risk. <laughs> he did play his pocket aces, pocket kings, and pocket queens all the way to uh, all the way to a victory at uh, at Shadow Creek. It was some and, damn good golf. And nobody really tried him today. Nobody tried him. Uh, another question we got, I forget the name. Sorry, was did he call Xander's bluff? I believe he did. I believe he did. Or uh, Xander just didn't have the cards again. <laughs> he coming down. He's they're both seven under on what fourteen, and then on Xander. The day, yeah, and then Xander doesn't hit another fairway. From uh, what fifteen on? Just I mean, missed every, missed on 15, 16, 17, missed the green, you know, missed the fairway at eighteen. It's just hard to watch. It's like, dude, he's she's trying too hard. I love watching Xander. I just feel like he's you know cougar. He's holding on too tight out there. So, what do you guys think of watching a P? This is this is a specific question. What do you think of watching a PGA Tour event at Shadow Creek? I mean, it's like it's the mother of all TPC courses and it's not it's even a TPC It's kind of amazing. Course. It's like kind of perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's so vapid. Yes. Of, that's is. exactly what I'm saying. But it, it is like it, kind which of... Fits, which kind of fits, right? I mean, and also, you know, the, the uh, our hitter emeritus, Lou Brown on Twitter was saying, what's the difference between this and Augusta? You know, they're both like, like ridiculously manicured. That, that's not how... Contrived. It, contrived. Yeah. Doesn't really look that way, but everybody... So, oh my God, Augusta's so beautiful. And then people are quick to be like, look at this gaudy mirage out in the desert and i i mean it's definitely a i don't, I don't have a problem with the fact that it exists like it's not like they ruined some great core like it was a parcel in the desert like what they did is outrageous yeah. and amazing right well, it's, uh, like a, it's like a it's like a a symbol or a monument to like 
human arrogance or, you know, like to, excess, to, like to, like yeah, just to like, look at what we've done. Now I wish the one thing, I know this is probably in the Hamsterdam section, but I was really looking for the broadcast to place me in Vegas. I didn't get any blimp shots or drones yeah. or any, I saw some they were like, skeleton. Yeah. I was like, man, I would love to zoom out. I don't ever, I still don't have a sense of where shadow Creek is compared to the strip and how cool it would be to see if you zoom out for me and show me this like green oasis in the middle of a, a desert I didn't get any of that. That might be intentional, it. though. They might not want that. Like, that might have been a stipulation from the club to be like, no, we're not going to. I mean, it's, it's, this place is absurd. It, yeah. it is completely flat out there. And they just built a golf course through a forest. They basically made a forest in there, made all the land movement, the yeah. stories behind this course being created. You know like, what would be amazing is if, is if they built a forest, like they, they, they planted a bunch of trees and then they took the trees back out. They might have they done cut that. them down. They might have done that. I mean, it so that it might it looks so absurd from the air that I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it was like, you know what? I don't know if this is the image we really want to promote. Well, then uh, I remember a shot on I think 11, Kokrak was putting and it looked like Montana. You know, mm -hmm. with the it that it yeah. is amazing. The trees are amazing. You're like, man, that it, they really like even like built out from away from the golf course. And you've to, got some mountains in the yes. background, so you yeah. so you kind of get that feeling. That's the well. only little yeah. bit of the desert I got, and I and I you know as a viewer. But that's kind of the point of it. And, right? and the match, I didn't get any. I think kind of because it felt like they were finishing in the dark with Tiger and Phil. Like this is the first time I really felt like I got a sense of 16, 17, 18. And I mean, it's Fantasia. Like I mean, seventeen. You got, I mean, it's just Foz overload. You got the waterfall, like the you know weird catch bunker in front of the fake rocks. It's unbelievable. So it's a perfect Foz, and I really it felt like because we haven't seen a PGA Tour event on it. It kind of felt like I was watching the PGL a little bit. Like what I imagine the PGL to be, I don't imagine a ton of fans at a lot of these things and just, just kind of a, a, a new computer generated version of professional golf is what I felt like I was watching. I think the limited pro field, but exactly yeah, yeah, no yeah. cut. And yeah. it, it honestly, the golf kind of works for me, like the, for professionals, the slopes, the risk, not the risk reward, but like the penalty for errant shots. As soon as Xander hit it, like under that tree on 16, it was like, whoa, he's going to have to work to make par on this par five, which yeah. is how it should be. I was texting with Maddie uh, on Tuesday. I was like, yo, how's Vegas? He was like, yeah, you know, it's good. like, honestly, there's not a blade of grass out of course, or at, like out of place on the course. The greens are remarkably smooth and firm, and they're firm. Like he was, he was raving about it, but he's like, yeah, there's like, you know, just a bunch of like weird dog legs that don't really make sense. Like it's not a brilliant design by any means, but it's also kind of like, Hey, like I kind of want to watch pro golfer hit this shot. Cause yeah. it looks really hard yeah. and hitting the proper side of the slope looks really difficult. The, I know 18 is kind of a joke of a whole Kokrak hit, hit wedge in and it's a par five, but it was still like watching some of those guys come in and kind of balance the risk of getting close to that pin versus bailing out. I felt like the shot value was out there in spades. It really, like you play, if you play bad, you didn't shoot two under, like you shot several over par. Yeah. Matt Wolf kind of bombed out a little bit. Uh, Alex Noren had a tough week, which is, uh, you do hate, always hate to see that, but well, like it, but if you real. could go get it, you could go get it. I mean, those greens are so smooth. That if you got yeah. in position, you could make putts. Adam like, Long got schlonged. Did. Like looking at when Brooks and Rory, what was that yesterday? Looking for his ball. Yeah. You know, like they, it was, they saw it land. They just took him like, you know, all of the three minutes to find it. The hole stuck out to me too, like number 11. I mean, I don't know why you'd lay up there because you had that downhill wedge from there. But like that was a, you know, either hit the hard shot off the tee or, you know, hit a nervy wedge from 
you know, 95 yards with a downhill slope. I don't know. That I was, thought that was interesting because it was like so hard to hold that green today yeah. that you were going to end up long and in rough with a tough pitch. And like Russell Henley had a hell of a time with his pitch over that green. And I thought, I don't know. It was weirdly, really working for me. I, it was a good leaderboard too. Yeah. I mean, leaderboard. what was the other hole? Was it 14 or 15 where there's that mound in front? And those guys had to, they had to land it. They couldn't land it at the pin. Yo, you watched some golf this week. Yeah, no, they had to, like, they had to land it in front of this slope on the fringe. Guys kept going long. And some of them would, like, like Hatton's ball didn't get over the the ridge, but Xander's did. But it was like, that was interesting. It wasn't just target golf, right? It was not just target golf. It had some firmness to it. The par 3 13th was a really interesting hole. That pin today was so rude. Watching guys trying to get close to that one, Hatton hit an unbelievable shot into that one. But, Man, I, I, I legitimately think there should be more professional golf played at Shadow Creek. I would watch it. I, yeah. I think it's d- definitely better than Summerlin. I would say so. Right? I yeah. mean, Summerlin always doesn't show well on TV. It's always like, weirdly firm. Down the stretch kind of works for me on Summerlin, but the front, yeah. the first 12, whatever holes, I, I, I don't know exactly. Well, I'd say I agree with you, Sally. I, I enjoyed seeing some of these holes because they were so, like some of them were so outlandish and so green. I don't want a lot of courses. I don't no. want that to become a model for courses, but it's like, cool. You know what? I'm glad that that course exists. Like, yeah, let's go there once a year and, you know, it'll be, it's it's the Vegas stop. It's the perfect Vegas stop, right? And the the people that believe the golf ball doesn't need to be rolled back because of the, why do we care about the top 1%? Your argument is, all right, we need a bunch of people with a ton of money to go build a bunch of places just like this. Yeah, that's that was like you had Bobby Weed on the pod this past week yeah. and talking to him about TPC courses and like like the tour can't even play at the tournament players <laughs> courses a lot of the times now because they, they're not long enough. They were the wrong era. They they started building them too early, I guess. But I, I want to talk some distance. Cause I want to ask you some specific questions about okay. professional golf and distance. Well, we can we one, can ease one more that. thing on Shadow Creek though. Sure, I get the vibe that there's not a lot of people that know that course all that well. Like maybe some of the pros that live there, but it seems like, you know, Nick Papa Giorgio gets hot at the, you know, roulette table or the craps table. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you want to go play Shadow Creek? You know, comp is round. He's got his name on a locker, you know, like goes in there after an, after a bender. And he's like, oh, man, look at this place. And then it's like it was just a dream. You know what I it's mean? An like, expe- I'm sure it's an experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's got to be a total whirlwind playing out there if you're just, uh, you know, someone visiting Vegas. It's a so. great silly season, you know. Yeah. I think so in the past and it's weird this year because there's there's actual serious golf still to be played with the Masters. And, Which is wild. I keep forgetting. Right? Like, I know it's coming, but I keep forgetting but, that. But I've never felt so, and I don't know if that's just how much golf was packed in from June to, you know, beginning of September, but I've never felt so ready to have an off season for golf. Like, I haven't wanted to watch at all over the last two, three, four weeks, really since since the U.S. Open kind of ramping back up a little bit now but i've been just watching a bunch of football and then i've been watching the euro tour a little bit but like really other than that it's like it's fall it's nice out like i don't want to sit inside and watch golf so i think like never has the silly season or the wraparound season felt more silly yeah i think i think we're like pointless well everything got also yeah pushed into a very compact season and i know this is supposed to be in korea and this it feels like a big event when it's over in korea and all that hence all the exclamation points and Capital Caps letters. locks that they, that they use this week. But yeah, it just, I don't know. It, like it, the whole thing just felt like, all right, yeah, we're checking a box. Uh, all right. And then this week going to Sherwood for Zozo. All right, cool. We're at Zozo. Like we're checking a box. Here's another $10 million. This is a big event, guys. Trust us, you know. Is Zozo $10 million? 
I'm sure, yeah, it's, I'm it's, sure it's like eight to you know eight, nine, ten. Million. I mean, yeah, Xander yeah. got over a million bucks for second place today, which I mean, Hudson Swafford got seven twenty for winning uh, the Corrales, but uh, the difference between Kokrak and, and Xander's paycheck was basically what uh, Hudson Swafford got for winning Corrales. The fields were very different. I mean, I mean it was Co- a great I mean, field. Kokrak was at the high, at the high rollers table. That's though. true. Well, <laughs> it is it is important though to your point, TC, to take a little time away. I, it's, that's helped fan. me. That's yeah. why I feel like I watched today and I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, I wasn't just glazing over. And and I would there was something about the leaderboard today that made me excited about 2021. It felt like a changing of the guard a little bit. Maybe it was because I'm seeing Phil's name on the Champions Tour leaderboard. <laughs> but it's like JT, Rory, Brooks, they don't feel like the young guns as much. They feel like the veterans. And then, you you know, you're getting a lot of golf shots from Morikawa, from Hovland showing up. From Neiman. From Neiman. I love watching Neiman. You're like, and there's the announcers well, are saying like, oh, watch out for this guy. Like, he's really going to turn it on. Like, they're just there. They're like, no, here's Joaquin Neiman. Like, he's... He's here. He's here, right? And, and jo- Joaquin said dominate. Yeah, and he's doing it, right? <laughs> and it's like, it, that's cool to see, though. That that get, I'm like, man, there's some fresh blood out there, and it's not just like, you know, look out for this guy in two years. It's like, no, it, 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 the time is now. But are these guys going to be exhausted with Masters and all that? And then Masters is going to be, after Masters is going to be the greatest, like, shutdown ever, like, for everyone. Everyone wants to decompress after the Masters anyways, and, like, for – yeah. For golf fans especially, too, it's going to be like, all right, cool. Like, we'll, yeah. I'll see you at Kapalua. I know the RSM's still on the back end there. You think some guys will skip Kapalua, like more than usual skip Kapalua this I, year? I don't know. I, I don't know. Big I, paycheck. I yeah. Limited field. Yeah. And it's Hawaii. It's a big big vacation, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. A, that's an easy place to kick off the year. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. I want to talk to you guys a little bit, uh, of course, about Whoop. You guys are familiar. We've had a little discussion in our household. Uh, my significant other for a very special day we have coming up. She's requested that I don't wear the whoop for the wedding ceremony. I want to wear it. I want to see the date. I want like history documented for how bad my heart rate spiked during that moment. You should have the photographer do the live camera. <laughs> you know, have our wedding officially sponsored by Whoop. If you don't know what Whoop is, it's a fitness wearable. Provides you personalized insight, performance of your sleep, how well your body recovers, how much stress you put on it. It's been hilarious. I haven't worked out like all weekend. My strain numbers are like 13, 14. And I'm like trying to figure out why. I was like, oh yeah, dude, like you're stressed as hell. Like you got a lot going yeah. on. But it is crazy how much like even when you're not working out, how much uh, stress you could be putting on your body. I think it's a no brainer to wear it. Otherwise, yeah. if you're nervous or whatever, you should be nervous. Oh, it's I'm going to be nervous. Like that's a, like I'd be concerned if you weren't nervous. Exactly. If you weren't you know, excited and didn't have a yeah. a high strain rate. I think she's more worried it's going to be popping out the bottom of my tux, which I'll make sure doesn't happen. Well, you can put, yeah, put it up higher on yeah. the arm. I'm planning to do that. Thank um, you for the support on yeah. this issue. So, well, well, I really while enjoyed, we're on this subject, yeah. what do I do with my facial hair for the wedding? I got to ask her about that. So, okay. yeah, you, you kind of proposed maybe putting in a mustache. I said, sure, go ahead. And for I the first thought, time, it's not me. That <laughs> anyone's not I shaved yesterday. No one's worried about my facial hair I think I can do the mustache in a way that is unironic. I think so you too. have a tremendous stash. I would say let it ride in a tux. Exactly. Stash and a tux I'll, I'll go be, together. I'll be clean. I'm going to get a haircut. You got to be week. clean though. Everything else has to be I'm real. Get tight. a haircut this week. You it's going to be put together. So back to what we were discussing. <laughs> Whoop is offering 15% off when you use code no laying up at checkout. So you can go to whoop.com, W H O O P.com, enter code no laying up to save 15%. If you buy, you know, you get one of the full subscriptions that could save you hundreds of dollars. So sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. Can I give you one Whoop insight? Sure. I, first off, I love this thing. It's amazing. But my recovery is 9% better when I read, or my sleep's 9% better when I read before mm. bed. That 
my monthly reports. Do you track out. what what you're reading? No, it just says, did you read a non-screen device? And I, it'll I'll log what time I started reading it and yes or no. And that's it's just telling me like the nights that I've logged that compared to, you know, looking at my phone or not reading is like you, you just, you recover better. I sleep better, period. Yep. So I, I, it's like, I, yeah, I know, you know, I kind of knew that, but like to see, see the data, dude, that's so obvious. Just read for five minutes. I have a confession. I took my whoop off for like a week because I wasn't getting any sleep with the newborn. And I was, seeing, didn't see I was seeing my sleep numbers and it was just like, yeah, man, like I know I'm not sleeping. All right? <laughs> Don't beat me up for it. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. Hey, listen, you're allowed it's to go off the grid. It's too. back on now. Mine went out of battery and I didn't have the, uh, you know, maybe just too lazy in, in, in Oregon for like the, you know, back five days. Everyone thought I was dead because I wasn't showing up on the NLU leaderboard. <laughs> Dysentery. <laughs> All right, that is a four-minute ad read for Whoop. Thank you very much. Visit our friends at whoop.com. Uh, what else do you guys want to cover from Shadow Creek? What's what's burning on it your mind? It just blows my mind when all these guys, when there's a no-cut event and it's with, it's fine when it's with 30 guys or 40 guys. When there's a no-cut event and it's 75 guys, like, you know, this uh, Tay Hey Lee guy, he finished 77th plus 18. He was 38 shots off the lead. Like, I mean, guys are, there were 20 or so guys 25 guys that finished above par. What's the point? Like, just let the guys go home after two rounds. Still give them a yeah. guaranteed paycheck. Like, it's just... With no fans, I agree. It's kind of like, you know, I think part of the appeal for people buying tickets and hospitality for these events is like, you know... Big names the whole time. He's yeah, going to be there all four days. going to be there. If yeah. you want to see so-and-so, he's going to be there, but I agree with... And that's the trade-off for... Those guys, it's like, hey, you're not playing well, too bad. You're getting right. a guaranteed check. Suck it up. And a lot of people think that you get world ranking points just for showing up at these things. That's not the case. If the bottom part of the field, at least at last year's, only like the bottom 15 or 20 guys or so don't get any points. And the points are, it's so it's not just guaranteed. You get guaranteed money for being there, but it is not a free crack giveaway. There's been a few, ranking. there's been a few WGCs along the way where the strength of field was so high that everybody except for like the bottom yeah. three or four got. You know, like you beat two guys in the field and you and you do get a couple world ranking points. I think they've cleaned that up a little bit since then. We gotta talk about Jason Day. Yeah, you, I was wondering why why they were playing a twosome. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, that's what T C was all riled up about earlier. You no, know, I've been Plus hearing I've been Day. hearing stuff that he turned over a new leaf. We hadn't hear, heard him complain about anything. He was he's ramping up for masters and all that. And then I guess he got uh Is his neck? Yeah, he got adjusted or something before, like after his practice session, but before the round, and then, you know, tripled the first hole in WD. Damn, it is something you do hate to see. It, it sucks. It's like, just, I, it, it, it's not like a you know was bottoming out the bottom of the field and then just decided to withdraw with. No, a, I mean he probably injury. lost yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars right. in the process. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I didn't realize he was that as high up the leaderboard when I saw that he had withdrawn. But yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. It does seem to happen with him quite often. Certain guys, you know, yeah. in sport, they're in the training room a lot. You know, are you hurt or are you injured? Well, and not in the training room before practice. They're they're in there, you know, during practice. It's like, come on, man! Like that's you need to be taking care of that beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what? If he's hurt, like he's, I've been, he's able to he's I've been able to do with that. Some back issues myself, so I don't want to be casting stones or TC. What's your what's tell tell the folks what what's the problem with your back. I, so my spine is naturally tilted a little bit to the right from playing golf right-handed my whole life. And now that I'm playing golf left-handed, it's <laughs> tilting to the left a lot. And it's like my my joint down there is super inflamed. Mm. 
And uh, which I get. A, I'm sorry, I get a kick out of it that you playing lefty is taking a toll <laughs> on your dude, body. No, I went I in. And it makes sense. I'm the, like, yo, it's the completely different than what you've been doing your whole life. The body's not ready. It's crazy. The day we did the lefty challenge, I was in pain. Like my wrist, because it like that just the impact with the other hand, and it's my bad wrist. I was in pain. And I, I like mentally felt thing. off balance. Yeah. after that, round. I was super. Like, everything that was, was part like, of the reason I liked all, doing like the it. right side of my brain was on fire. You know, I felt like, like everything was like off a little totally. bit. Totally. Like after you've been on a trampoline for too long, and you still feel like you're bouncing. It's like, like weird muscle like memory that. and stuff like that. Like that. That's part of the reason I did it in the first place. But after we got back from Oregon, I was having all sorts of pain. Like in my tailbone and so i like i didn't even think it was a back problem i started like, bump my tailbone or something like that and then sure enough this this all happens but what you did get adjusted i got adjusted my s i'm my, jealous my uh, si joint i'm on some anti-inflammatory some some steroids and then um you know it's been it feels like it's getting better i'm stretching doing some pt guys i, I mean i got a confession make i'm so deep in chiropractic yeah neil was so excited like instagrams i just I, there's something about <laughs> Watching people get their necks cracked and back cracked. There was this one that he hyped. It's like soothing for me. I'm sorry, it's weird, but like, there's this one that he showed me. So good. This dude puts a rope around your chin, and he and you're laying down, and he stands Doctor behind your Check head. Doctor Tubia. And he pulls the rope, <laughs> and it just oh god, it's, it's crazy. crazy. I don't know. I'm. A, I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, all right. I got. I got a little uh, a, a take <laughs> in response on track to your solid. take. To your point on like kind of uh, cutting off bottom of the field, whatnot, one of these things. One of the guys that would have been cut off uh, this week, Jordan Spieth, sixty nine, sixty seven on the weekend. How about that? I'm just saying, did he get a, the opportunity to t thirty eight something? This is the first time hearing this for the for the for Spieth. He made four bogeys today in that five under par sixty seven. Um, he made uh, two birdies and an eagle on his front nine, and then uh, five birdies on his closing nine. So. Do we, it's still at, it's, it's still an issue. At he, least he knows what what, what the miss is. <laughs> he had five provisionals, I think, on Thursday or something like that. Shot Tracker was losing its mind trying to keep up with all of it. But having watched the course a little bit more, it, if you are spraying it, like you could, it, each hole is like an individual. Like you can't hit it on another hole. It is like an individual. Uh, what they call them oasis. You're not supposed to see other holes or other groups out there while you're out there. So if you're spraying it, you could be reloading quite a bit. But. Uh, I don't know. It was a kind of roller coaster week. It did not uh, overall. I would not call T thirty eight and four under a positive for speed this week. But the birdies have always been there. I've said this a million times. The birdies are there. Yeah. And he just can't make the the pars. He's got to raise the floor. Exactly. Way too many mistakes. I was talking. I was. I had dinner with uh, Woodhead uh, out in Omaha this week, and um, he was like, "Yeah, you gotta like, you gotta contact Greller for me to get because the the uh, mid am." Is it, or the, the, F, the uh, yeah four ball is at Chambers next year and Woodhead qualified and he was like hey man like you got to get in touch with Grell or like get some like real intel out there sure enough I'm gonna I'm sure I'm gonna try to link that one alpha to another you know yeah. Grell, Grell would be happy to help I feel bad for <laughs> Greller I mean you know but hey it's good to see them 74 74 69 67 I don't you know? feel bad for Greller if <laughs> if I'm Greller one yeah he's you know he's had the cushiest job for. You know, five, six years. I don't think I don't but think two, in for Jordan's a cushy no, job. No. no, but I would I would oh, it's been a lucrative job. So there's yes. a difference between lucrative and that, cushy okay. though. Th- I agree. Thank you. But sorry, lucrative, cool. And two, I think this is probably the most interesting. He's he's grinding with his guy. Like that's you know, he's in it with him. I think that there's something like 
I mean, they're that doing. He might a, be embracing about that. They're doing a damn through hike of the Appalachian Trail <laughs> the last couple <laughs> seasons. I mean, they're they're not only in the wilderness; they've they are trekking through the wilderness together. I, I, but I would think he would want to see that through. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally. I think and this is, of course, just coming from a complete armchair situation here. If I were to be giving advice to Jordan Spieth in any way, the only thing I would say is I, I really need to see him. And I know this is not in his DNA. He's always been like this even before he started struggling. I need to see him release himself from the result of every shot. He lives and dies by every single shot and just goes he said that's what sends you on this roller coaster is he gets so up and down for every little bounce and he's talking now about how the ball is just not bouncing his way when it used to bounce his way i just want to yell like dude just take a step back and just let the round of golf be an evaluation of your talent and not live and die by every little bounce and break and I think he can start seeing the picture a lot more clearly. That would be. Is that how he amps himself up, though? I don't know and why he's so good at. But it's what makes moment. it so hard for us as fans of him to like watch. It's like he just, you know, it, it's not fully there, and he's still living and dying by every shot. But again, that's complete. Well, I amateur might, you know analysis. what? That might be some. I've got that I might take from you right there, Sally, because I think I'd probably do a little bit too much of that. You're you getting know? a lot better at that. It's though. it's hard. I mean, man, it's it's it was a very pressing thing for him to say because I, I had that feeling about him when he came on the scene of like man he gets every, everything the bounces do go his yes. way and it's a little bit of you know cosmic balancing maybe the last couple of years um but for him to you know it's like hey man you can't that's not the stuff you can be worried about exactly you gotta just let it go uh russell henley's outfit today was complete disgrace oh, oh god you took my you hate yeah. to see it oh I'm but, sorry. Was awful. all right well i have there's a wider take there okay. on you hate to see it now we'll get there Okay. Do you want me to? You want me to? Sure. Let's do it right now. You want to do the hate? Do you hate to see it? Sure. We could do that. All right. So um, my old roommate, good friend of mine, Brian Barber, played basketball. Columbia was the point guard, and they used to say on the basketball team, anytime they saw a dude with uh, black on black sneakers, uh, like that guy, it's slow. Especially white dudes. Like, dude, you got that guy sucks. Like he looks (laughs) slow. Just just the look of him. And I haven't seen. There's two guys that wear the black on black. Russ, and. Webb Simpson. Are we talking black shoes with black, black soles? And, okay. And Russ, we're talking Russell Henley, not, Russell not Henley. like Russell West. No, no, no. So I'm back to <laughs> Adam Scott uh, will do it too. Yeah, but I think that the, there's something about black on black shoes. Lonto does it too. That every time I see him on golf or in any other sport, I'm like, you hate to see that, right? And I was more coming on the khakis, the khaki combo. But I think combo. the black shoes is really what sends it over the edge. I kind of like. I'm not okay with the you know, thank you for your service like camo look. Like that's kind of a I don't mind that. It's just the black on black. Like, even if he had white soles, it's a little better. But he just looks like, and Webb wears it, where he wears the black pants and the black shoes and the, you know, black soles. It's like, oh, it looks so bad. It looks so slow and unathletic to me. I'd say that's when... Dorky. Looks dorky. Russell didn't think he was going to win today because you don't pick that outfit for Fair. your pictures of, of where you're holding the trophy and the ones that, you know, that that's not the outfit that a winner wears. Sorry to hear that. Tyrrell Hatton, how about that club throw this week? Did you happen to catch yes, that one? That I was can't. textbook. Well, he, it's speaking uh, of somebody's living and dying yes. by every golf I, shot. I was thinking that when you're talking about Spieth. <laughs> I can't get enough of Hatton. I could see, and I'm wondering, uh, like I was thinking about this earlier, I'm wondering why his antics, I like, when he's on the screen, I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait to watch what, what happens next. Whereas Bubba, they don't similar see, vibe, they, and he gets, yeah. he, make, he gets on my nerves. Or even JT sometimes when he gets whiny, and starts doing the club dropping and the complaining. Like I think 
but with Hatton, it's just like I don't know why. I'm just it's like Hatton's British nature. Got that British flair, yeah. and he's not bitchy about it. It's more like he's he's just he's so smug. disgusted Yo, so with smug, himself. Though. Yeah, but he's he's like you fucking stink. <laughs> yeah, it's more yeah, it's more like visceral. It's not as whiny. It's more just like man, like fuck you. Like he just it, tortures yeah, himself. It's Opus Day. It's the best. Yeah. I it, it I, is I love it. It's very like ninety percent of the time. I'd say it's very entertaining. Ten percent annoying. I could see how it wears on people because like that's why I was like, well, Bubba's doing the same thing, but I guess it's just whinier to me or something. Yeah, it's not quite. It's not nearly as appealing for whatever reason. And he's not even. I wouldn't even say he's that likable. Yeah, but I still enjoy when he's in the mix because. It gets something out of me when he's on the screen. I'm something. watching. I'm I'm like, yo, what's what is gonna happen here? I wish I do wish the fiery shows when he doesn't hit a good shot is. I wish he'd show it when he hit a good one. It does frustrate me that he hits it great or he makes the putt and he just doesn't react. You know, it's it's like that was supposed to happen. I'd like to see the uh, the juice on both sides of the equation. Russell Henley fascinates me. His career. It's a wild, like the quietest little, he's like Charles Howell. The I was going to say, is he the new uh, Charles Howell? Yeah. He doesn't make quite as many cuts. Like he missed 11 cuts last year. He had a, like a bad year last year, but he had a solo second and he made it far in the uh, in the playoffs. I heard the stat today. He's been on tour eight years and he's been inside the top 100 yeah. in, in the FedEx Cup every year. Yeah. He, he, he has the career, uh, maybe a little bit like Tommy Armour III, very stress-free. It's like yeah. he has never he has never even come close to losing his card, but he never he doesn't really win. But it just doesn't seem like he's stressed out at all. Like what a nice little, what a nice little profession he's carved out. I mean, out he's for won three times on on the PGA Tour. Won, okay, uh, well that's Sony more than I, I thought. Honda twenty fourteen and Houston twenty seventeen. Like I don't know, he he just he's just always getting shit done early in the season too, which is the how comparison there it feels go. like even in the silly season January, or march and april it's like yeah. locks it up early and then he can kind of hang out the rest of the year it's like okay we're good now like that's stress-free what did you guys think of the uh the, uh, the live odds featured on the telecast the inclusion of those how'd that work for you it's here to stay so that's i'm curious more the back-end business stuff of it like who who writes the check to be the official live odd provider of the pga tour but for a view, just for a viewing perspective, did it add to the viewing experience? I will say this: the I don't draft, think it detracts the DraftKings stuff we've been doing has helped me as a golf, like if you want to call us analyst, fanalist, because it's put it's helped me put what I'm watching in context. Yep, I have five things that I'm definitely watching for that I've researched and said I think these five things are going to happen. So when I tune in, uh, it it helps put something. Oh, how's he doing? Or or it helps. Um, it's yeah. engaging. It's it, it helps me focus and helps put things in the right spot for me. So as a viewer, like seeing the live odds on birdie on 18 was, it was like, oh, you know, I mean, sometimes the numbers kind of glaze over you. Like, I don't yeah. know what they mean or they don't impact you, but I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I think if, even if they did it in a way, I know this is counterintuitive because it is a gambling sponsorship kind of thing but if they just put percentages up there like Kograk has a 43 percent, like that's what i love about data golf is you can go in and see how, what somebody's odds to win the tournament odds to finish top 10 all these things odds that the cut line is going to be here blah 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 and i, I think this crew where it works out very well kurt byram is very in he's he's plugged in like he's knows what he's talking about at all times so when he talks you through the odds it makes a lot more sense now if Faldo's got to do it, it's going to be, That's like, a good point. it's going to just be he's complete gonna, He's going to mumble through some story yeah. about one time he went to Ladbrokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I, I think it's great. I think I love. it's great to see coming down the stretch, I think, especially when there's five holes left, the odds of somebody winning one could, of these things. Could we start a you know petition, a change.org, to get the U.S. odds away from plus 120 <laughs> and minus 110? That doesn't that I'm like translate it's like translating Spanish in my head a little bit. I just want 30 to 1 or, you know, 2 yeah, to 1. It's, it's just easier for me like the imperial the, system. The the percentages of just like if you talk about it more in layman's terms, I feel like the gambling stuff, if you want to take it mainstream, it's almost like they're still talking about things they're trying to make it sound more complicated than they need to, which is like a holdover from when it was like an underground thing, right? Where like the sharps are trying to get an edge and it's like the financial institutions when they talk about like retirement and, and stocks and stuff. Like it's, you know, it, it intimidates people. Right. I feel a little no, bit I'm like that you. with gambling. It's probably cleaner to do the plus thing. Cause you know, it's not always going to be f- like straight 14 to one, 15 to one, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It gets okay. Maybe that's a me problem, but yeah. I, I feel similarly where like I, I'm more accustomed to that and more comfortable. It with just that. gets out of hand for me when it starts to become anything into the plus thousands. Yeah. Plus fifteen hundred. Yeah. I'm like, wait, okay, I gotta. So what's that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Like plus fifteen thousand. Did I catch math. the wrong zero there? It just, it just the numbers get too big. I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you there. I'm interested to see how this goes coming. Like in college, I was watching the, what is it? The uh, was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football last week? Where you know uh, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings were going for it on fourth down, up five in the Seahawks uh, zone in the red zone. And like they ran through right there all the numbers. It was like 94% chance of winning. If you kick the field goal, your odds stay the exact same. If you don't get it, it's 86% chance. If you get it, it was 100%. I was like, boom. And that's the same stuff that the coaches are looking at. Exactly. You know, like, like I think, I think football is probably the most germane. Sure. It's a lot more natural, but like that made me understand that situation all that much better. Whereas, you know, I, I now understand today also a little bit like Xander was a little bit favored when he and Kokrak were tied. So I'm like in, in your mind, like you're expecting Xander to pull away. And when he didn't, that made it kind of, that put value in Kokrak pulling away and winning today. It was kind of like, Oh, that was not what was kind of supposed to happen. So yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's, I mean, gambling's and, and there's an argument to be made like, Oh, you know, gambling's it's dirty. It's going to ruin things, but it's, you know, like it or not, it's, it's coming, right? It's also like, already, it's happening like, to all these, in all these sports. It's already sports. happening, yeah. Yeah, like it's here to stay, right? So no, it's a hell of a lot cleaner now than it has been. Yeah. I mean, shit, you, I can put you in touch with some of the bookies I've used <laughs> for the last 20 years, you know? But it, it, golf broadcasts, we've said a million times, like need more engaging things like that. And that was working yeah. for me today. Maybe 20 weeks down the road, we'll get sick of it and it'll be the same thing. Well, things. I think it's, it's like anything else. It comes down to taste and tact yeah. and like being able to like don't hit us over the head with this like make it additive it you know? and i think i thought it was i could yeah. agree it could have been uh kind of they could have been hitting over uh hitting us over the head it's also really tough to do it live like get the graphics up yeah because those odds change quickly and i know probably they flash it up there and it may have changed by the time you know they go to hit the shot or whatever but that's the best reflection it's not designed for all right. Get this bet in before the shot happens, and that's well, that's, that's where things that's are going. That's what fascinates me with the way all this is going with all the different feeds. Like, how is CBS gonna? Like, how like they're oh, showing God. stuff three, four, five minutes behind tape, or or you know, NBC shows a ton of stuff taped. Like, how is that gonna work? Well, it's, it just it, you could it, front, it, you could have somebody there front running, and you know, like it's it's not gonna be viewer better yeah. friend, you know, better friendly there. Yeah, how do you? It, it it makes it much more meaningful for them to say live on the screen, right? If in game betting is going to be like, I think the only the only way in game or in round betting works is if you have a truly live feed. Yeah, 
Good That's point. a really, really, really good point. And it, it, I guess that goes bringing two things together here. The new TV deal, it's not going to be like this in year one of the deal, but eventually the PGA Tour is saying 100% of shots are going to be available to be seen online. So you can custom make feeds, you know, for people that you want to, you know, follow and bet on all those things. So I'm guessing that they are counting on some betters being involved in those feeds. Sure. Um, and then say, look, if and, you really need a live, willing to pay for it. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, maybe it's the new Bloomberg is, terminal. This is what, <laughs> but like, this is, this is the thing. I don't think we can bite the hand that feeds because it seems like this is the thing that they're going to use to give us more coverage that we've been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I'm begging I'm for over the last few years. And it's like, all right, cool. Like we need a revenue stream for it. Cool. Here's the revenue stream. Yeah. Now, like, you know, you're going to, it's, it's for this purpose, but even if you're a, uh, an enthusiast golf fan who doesn't bet on sports, it's still a win for you. Yep. Oh yeah. I agree. I, I hope this helps solve some of the problems yeah. and go ahead. No, I totally agree with it was, I thought it was additive. I wanted to make a shout out. Go ahead. Quick segue. Uh, Bibigo. Bibigo. Uh, Bibigo. Uh, Korean. Their stuff. Frozen food. So good. I mean, I thought I didn't, you know, I didn't know what Bibigo was when I turned on golf on Friday. And I, I tell you what, frozen Korean food was not on the top five of things I would have guessed. <laughs> I didn't know what CJ did. You know, I thought it was one of these it's, like it is a faceless huge conglomerate. conglomerate. It is right, yeah. it's a faceless Korean conglomerate. But I, more power to him for. You know what? We're going hard on the frozen food division of our business. We're gonna. I remember you said that we are, we are gonna go hard Korea. on this. I went to the CJ Cup in Korea yeah. three years ago, and they at all the concessions they have all these bibigo like trays, like and this it's like fresh food. It was really is it really like good. is it like bibimbap and yes, japchae and whatever. All that stuff. I don't even know what I, I was ordering. It wasn't really in English, but I would just like yeah. kind of just it was a couple options. I would take one and just go eat it. And I'm a picky eater, and I loved every Bulgogi. second. Of it. And, they, and yeah. you can find it in the frozen food aisle. Yeah, so I you know what? So. I'll be looking for it. Yeah. Free you know, even I was watching it with my girlfriend Carson downstairs. She's like, "Is this, is this a Korean food sponsor? We we should check that out next time." I was like, "Man, this is effective. It's working." If you, if you ever get a hankering for Korean food, there's a there's a there's a local place that's really good, and then there's another chain that uh, Bonchon that's that's actually a fine fill in in the really in the meantime. But I think that's super that, helpful that, to our listeners. Well, thanks, the country. No, that's, that's, well there's Bonchons all over the country, but okay. I will like Korean food. <laughs> So much umami in it. There's there's so much depth and like richness to it that I love. I don't know. I love Korean food. I like seeing honestly the BB go like. Interact. So you knew what it was right from the start. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Because yeah. when they were doing the shot tracer, oh, that's I what I'm saying. For 30 seconds, I was like, "Is this a top tracer competitor? Is this no. a new track man thing?" And then it was like, "Oh my god, it's Korean food." What I love the, the hell's going on. Working a sponsor in for like top tracer, if that means it's less commercials, which sure. there were still a ton of BB go commercials, but. Um, if that, you know, and, and if we can do a quick Amsterdam section too, it's like, I like the bare bones coverage. Love the bare bones. It felt a lot more like a, like a Sanderson Farms yeah. or like a, even a Corn Ferry event where it's like, we don't have anything else to show you except for golf shots. Right. right? Hey, Kurt Byron, like I said, is great. Karen Stupples is great. Yeah. Karen's um, great. I, I really enjoyed her. Craig analysis. Perks is out there. I mean, it's just not a big, it's not a ton of voices on there. They got quiet. The, the guy that was working the seven second delay button today was getting a workout. There was, yeah. they had so many like on green I was mics. Gonna, I had written that written down. Yeah. There were so many, uh, you know, uh, bleeps, blanked yeah. out audio, uh, not bleeps, just like it just goes dead. Very hot. Yeah. Very hot. It's really fucking hot. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, Kepka's back also, by the way, uh, kind of quiet little rollout of him returning to, to well, golf. One but, more thing on the hamster dam. Sure. Sorry. I want to call out one specific thing. 16, monster par five. And it go. It felt like Bryson, or not Bryson, uh, Kokrak and uh, Xander were on 16 for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 
and they did a good job when they were uh, Xander had a putt for par, and they went back and gave me a graphic, a recap. How do we get here? And it was just a digital like showed me the hole, hit it in the rough here, chopped it into the other rough, chopped it into this rough, hit it to here. Now he has a 15 footer, and it was very simple, but it was like thank you for placing me because I was just totally zoned out, and now I'm like oh this is a big putt. And that was the That's whole. That's not hard. No. That was great. That do more of that, right? And they did a great job as that was unfolding of showing why each of those shots those guys hit mattered. Yes. Because like so, it was so much professional golf. I feel like is if you hit an inconsequential shot, then it's like, okay, well, you're still probably going to make par from over there. Cause that's pretty easy, but they walk you through, they walked you through like, you know, how bad of an angle it is, how that false front short left of that pin made Xander have to take it way past the pin. And that's where it was kind of like shadow Creek is showing out to yes. me right now on the professional golf stage in terms of like, you're not getting away with shit out there. Like it's going to yeah. expose you. What so. gave the announcers, that's a very easy, um, time to talk through that stuff yeah it's like here it is man like just go through each shot and and they could prepare for that yep right and it filled you know it, it just helped place me in a way that golf coverage tends not to do well, where it's you, just it like, washes over you, you we look, say yeah. all the time like show more golf shots well sometimes they do but they just show like well it's treating it like a competition yeah or like exactly a context there's no context to it and that helped me with the context so i just wanted to call out a good thing in hamsterdam the only call out i have it was great to see some grupo salinas commercials today yeah, they are bucking DJ tested positive for COVID, Dustin Johnson. Uh, that was, seems like a long time ago, but had to withdraw this week. Didn't realize he was number one player in the world, but that makes a lot of sense. I kind of kind of had written him off after the... Uh, I'm, kinda, the I'm going through the the uh, world golf rankings here. Uh, Hatton inside the top 10. Uh, and I'm sure he'll, he, he might even bump up another spot. Yeah, he's here. in Fuego right now. Helps, when, Kepka you, is helps not, when you win an event. Kepka's outside the top 10. Artificially inflated He's points. 11th. Bubba was up there. Bubba's starting to... I, I feel like Bubba has been playing some... Pretty good golf this year. Um, so I think he could be very dangerous at a November Augusta, which is why I bring him up. Bubba's 59th in the world. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought you were saying oh, like yeah. top 10. No, okay. no, no, no I'm just good. saying he's just gotcha. starting to play okay. good. The other thing I noticed this week, uh, Eric Van Royen, his name is Frederick. Oh, I don't think and I realized that's that. that's where the Eric came from. I never... I don't think I realized that. Does Eric come from Frederick? That's a great uh, question. I don't know. I have to lean on the listeners for that one. Send, send your thoughts Great to question. at Tron That blew my mind. Well, I mean, your son's name is Frederick, so you would be more Frederick, of an expert but, than anyone. But there's no, it's no, it's F-R-E-D-R-I-K. So there'd mm. be no Eric, you know. We can call him Eric still. E-R-I-K, right? <laughs> New nickname yeah. for Freddie. Um, no, he don't. He doesn't have the E. He's got the Rick. Exactly. Oh, Frederick, I got you. We call yeah, him Rick. We'll call him Rick. <laughs> Big dick Rick. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call Freddie Rick. That's good. Speaking of Rick... Uh, Ricky Fowler, 43rd in the world golf rankings right now. One spot ahead of Chez. Wow. I mean, you know, lost in the Spieth talk of is Spieth in the wilderness. From what, what I've seen in the limited golf I've watched, sounds like Ricky's been playing pretty stinky. It's not great. It's not, uh, he is not trending as we head what uh, is, towards Augusta. What it's, is Spieth at? Uh, I think he's, let's see. 75th right now. 75th. Honestly, how Gosh. he's still in the top 100 is actually kind of amazing to me. Yeah. But anything you guys are taking away from this, I'm my mind is really starting to shift towards Augusta. Anything that like stuck out this week that you're like, hmm. You mentioned Bubba there, kind of playing some decent golf as we head head towards there. But Xander obviously had threatened uh, a year ago and has threatened before there at playing some good golf. But I'd love to see him break through. I re I find myself yeah. rooting for Xander. Um, one thing I've noticed, uh, unrelated to Augusta. 
the thing that stuck out with Augusta was just the Shadow Creek Augusta comparison. Yeah. I think is, a, you know, yeah. a funny one. I have to I'd have to unpack that a little bit more. But well, just that like everyone looks at Augusta as like the uh, it's on the pedestal as like the model for American golf for sure. But it's like it is an artificial. Yeah, it's a movie set, right? And it's not a natural place. And I think that's that gets lost on like, oh, look how, you know, look how beautiful these aerial pictures are. It's like, wait, right. wait a second. Like it's, you know, you can't criticize Shadow Creek then, I guess. They're both Foz courses too. <laughs> well said. Um, but uh, I'd like to see Xander break through. Also, one of these things, uh, somebody said this about Brooks on Twitter, I don't know, a month or two ago, where he has this like tick where he wipes his putter yeah. for like every, every putt. And yeah. I can't unsee that. Uh, Xander's re-gripping. Yeah. It's like the new, it's like Sergio's, you know, when he used to waggle. do the waggle, it's like, man, I cannot unsee him re-gripping his thumb. I mean, it's like, boom, boom. Like that's his trigger, but it goes off like 20 times before he swings it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. Xander for me, and I still believe in both of these guys, like he's like the American Fleetwood right now for me, where like he doesn't really, like he, he hasn't choked stuff away. I mean, I guess. Fleetwood's been in these spots, but he's, it's still relatively new to him and all that. He's won some huge events and played really well down the stretch in those, as has Xander. Uh, I'm still convinced that both of them are dogs. They may not be outright killers. They need to learn how to kill. Um, but I don't think that it's not going to happen for him. Yeah. I, to, I said that to you downstairs at the end of the coverage. I was like, man, Xander's just, he's not a killer. Xander, right is, Xander put the left miss in play today. But I think, he, I think he will be a killer. I do. I think he's going to break through. I just think he's he's trying too hard. You can almost see it. Like he wants it really badly, and I I appreciate that about him. He think it seems like he. Um, I don't want to get into like the oh this guy cares so much, but something about him where I'm like man that guy is is uh, he wants to be great. It, it seems like to me. Yeah, I think he he has played really really crazy good golf for the last several years and it feels like he should have won more than four times but yeah. four wins is still a lot in that same time period I, I don't know where i net out on that i don't i don't feel like i'm about, about to watch him close the door of a lot of events and, and it just comes from like the last five times that he's been in contention contention or so he hasn't won he hasn't won since the last year's uh, tournament of champions and he won hsbc a couple months right before that was his two most recent wins so it's just not that recent that he has won a lot but he's just he's so free his floor is so high he just is so consistent plays such good golf speaking of of guys that don't win as much as you would think they do i was out in salt lake city early last week there even the locals are starting to get a little bit concerned about finau <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Interesting. Well, he's got COVID. That that doesn't help things. Trouble, gonna trouble win one at HQ. Fall. He was going to win one this fall. Saying, hey, man. Like, like, well, uh, yeah, I remember sitting right here in, in this this same kill house uh, talking about Colonial. Mm -hmm. And Xander kind of gassed it. But everybody, we were all talking about how Morikawa, is there going to be some scar tissue from the loss to, to Berger down the stretch? And I think that's what that argument holds like more truth with Xander, like after what happened at Kapalua this year at, at the uh, tournament of champions, it just seems like, man, he kind of, you know, he, he missed a chance there. And then it, it's kind of snowballed a little bit for him yeah. where I don't know down the stretch. I just feel like, like today I said it earlier, he missed every fairway for the last four or five holes, just like not, not hitting the shots. And then, you know, juxtapose that with Kokrak who gets up steps on one on 18. Like what a drive that was. That was sick. Yeah. Kokrak, we, we probably, Breeze by too quickly a little bit, just how good, 
how well Kokrak played. And, and he's and been putted. playing well for a while. Yeah. I mean, he was tied for third at Colonial in the quote-unquote trademark copyright, the return to golf. And then kind of went went through some struggles and then came out on the other side, T15 at Wyndham, T13 at Northern Trust, T6 at BMW Championship, T17 at the U.S. Open. And was up there at the U.S. Open and yeah. kind of faded near the end. So Surprise of the of the day for me. I didn't realize he went to Xavier. Yeah. Is he a, is he a Cincy guy? So what he was born in Canada. The funny thing is during the like during while golf was off, I played and I totally like, forgot about this. I played in like a charity poker event with a bunch of dude like MGM dudes, and Kokrak was at my table. Did he go all in? He I went all in before I got eliminated like first. <laughs> but, uh, who so who knocked me out? So Kevin Na knocked me out. I think uh, it was, but I totally forgot that Kokrak was at my table. That's epic. Yeah, uh, Kokrak uh, went to. High school in Warren, Ohio, mm. and uh, two-time oh, Ohio Stadium champion. That's right. 06, I remember you, you said that on one of the oral history pods we did because you were talking about the. there's a pretty prestigious list there, there of is. Ohio State champions yeah. like Nicholas and, and others too. Like Justin Lauer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about uh, Kepka? I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, some Instagrams flowing around on Kepka getting in the gym and showing off some uh, – some quite meaty biceps a little bit. Just a few months after uh, lobbing a steroids shot at Bryson after uh, I'd love to wins. know what his protein intake is. Well, it looks like it just it's not it, about the lifting. It's about the eating. It seems like there are some real things happening. And this, I don't want to give Bryson too much credit, but Bryson may have like cast the perfect line in the water for like, here's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm getting big. I'm launching it far. And then having some success with it, and now watching people try to chase it, it's going to be really interesting. And maybe their game there's, isn't set up. There's going to see some like you're going to see some guys ruin their games. Yeah, exactly. Which is sick. It's not the same because you see that with the junior golfers. Yeah, you know, dudes in college get to college, they try to oh, I got to hit it 15 yards farther, and then they 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 blow it all up. Can I go back to Kokrak though? I um, I was reminded watching him walk down 18 and just kind of his general demeanor. Uh, I want to borrow a take from DJ. Um, the pie man said this. He's like, and I think he got, I can't remember who said this, but he was like, Billy, it, he gives me Billy Joel energy. And what I mean by that is Billy Joel is objectively a rock star, right? Like he's, you know, bio, if you like his music or not, like doesn't matter. But he's like, you know, he sells out Madison Square Garden. He's got his name in the rafters. People love him. But like nobody wants to be Billy Joel. I think it's a cloisterman take. Like nobody wants. Like I don't want to be like man, but Billy Joel seems to be really happy being Billy Joel. I kind of feel that way about Kokrak, where like he seems like he's got some swag. Like he he's kind of walking around. He got a little bit of a DJ, like oily gate going. You know, he's kind of parading down the fairways. But I don't want to be Kokrak. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything about <laughs> Jason Kokrak's stride or walk or gait is is oily. <laughs> no, he kind of strikes me. He he's strutting, is what I'm saying. Like he, he looks seems to me very. Like, he like, seems like he is very high on being Jason Kokrak. Like, is that in my, in my way off on that? Like, but I don't. I'm not like yo. I I would. Whereas I say when I look at, I know he does, and which to me is that's what I'm saying about Billy Joel. It's like he's not like you're like dude. I don't like Billy Joel's not like an attractive guy. Like you don't want to be. You're not like ah man. I can't like that. How cool would it be to be? a rock star like Billy Joel. You don't say that. You say like, how cool would it be to, you know, be freaking Tim McGraw or some like 
you know, icon what or something. What are you talking about? I, for the, Do you know the, what I'm trying to get no. out here? For, okay. One of the only times in like the history of this podcast, I truly have no idea <laughs> how to respond to that. I have okay. no take. Well, forget the Tim McGraw part. But, <laughs> but there's something there with Kokrak where like he's got Come the on, same with body. Me, I, I'm and trying. He, and he kind of looks like Leishman, but like I, I would trade play. Like I love Leishman. I would trade places with Leishman. I think he's got a great life. Like Jason Kokrak, like go do that for another five, six, seven, okay, eight, that's, nine But years. that's what I'm that you're kind of getting to the core of my point here, which is, he seems to be living in a world where he is the bee's knees, like with the all in post. Yeah. And like, he seems to, it seems to be like, man, I am the fucking shit. I don't think I he had so, anything to do with the all in post. No, but post. the way he walks and like some, I don't know, just his general energy out there. He seems to think like, he's cocky is what I'm getting at. And I'm like, wait a second. He's like, a two time Ohio state amateur champion. Of course he's cocky. Yeah. You don't but I don't, Ohio I don't state think that anybody at this table or listening is like, man, what what would it be like to be Kokrak? How cool would that be? Like, what? Are, what? Are but we- he is a PGA winner, just like fucking Billy Joel is a rock star. But you're not like, man, I can't. I really want to be Billy Joel. Yeah, but Billy Joel's got nobody like, says that. Billy, no, that's what I'm getting at. Billy Joel's got <laughs> 50 PGA Tour wins, like the equivalent of 50 PGA Tour wins, and and you seven don't have majors. any desire to Jason be him. Jason Kokrak just won his first PGA Tour event. Well, that seems to be news to him because he walks around like he's 150. He walks around like he's a fucking rock star is what I'm getting at. And there's a disconnect there for me. Uh, recently surfaces, uh, images surfaced of Augusta National. God, I'm going to get flame for this. This, that, that, I, I, I just I don't know what that. you're, I don't know what you're going for. Yeah. Can we, can we please move on to Augusta? We can. Yeah. The images of the new, the not so new 13th tee have emerged. Uh, Augusta National, of course, purchased some property from Augusta Country Club, which everyone has assumed to lengthen the 13th tee. I assume that they will do it at some point, but it does not appear that will be this year as images from this last week show that there is no new tee put in. So uh, I think and I, I guess they're not going to put it in for April either. Who knows? I don't know if that's I true or not. that as well um, this week. Well, the infrastructure looked like it was done. It, like the road is wrapped that around. Was, that it's, was the main reason for buying the land because they had like a total choke point there where they couldn't get stuff out to Berkman's and all that. Like there was a major logistics. Watch the choke points. But it also, the road goes comically far behind yes. the current yeah, T-Box it looks. Now, I, so. I studied the picture longer than I wish I did, but it, it, there's going to be a T-Box there. Um, all right, here, here's my wishful thinking hypothesis. You've got uh, Mike Davis... You know, hanging up his shingle with Tommy Fazio and abdicating his responsibility with the USGA after not really doing anything for the last 15 to 20 years to combat distance gains. And this is basically the Riddler, uh, Fred Ridley, saying, like, all right, like, we're going to play it normally this year and we're going to let this shit just totally get out of control. And, like, you know, because, like, everybody was so offended when Bubba took it over the tree on 13. Well, I'd, you know, I'd imagine Bryson can do that with 20 yards higher over the tree and 30 yards or 40 yards farther down the fairway, right? Very much so. And so I, I think, like, I'd love to see Augusta basically, because they're, I think, the only ones that would have the balls to say, like, all right, we're going to do a tournament ball. Like, the ball goes yeah. too far. And, like, if they did that, then, like, Please seriously. That. But I'm I'm curious to see if, like, I want I want them to basically – put the USGA in such an untenable position where like, Hey, we have to know here's what happens when we don't lengthen our golf course. Like here, like the inherent strategy of the place and all the artistry and all of the nuance of the game goes completely out the window. Like 
like cool like argue against that you know yeah my only again my my uh where i don't necessarily agree with that is like i would have thought these guys are ahead of a lot of things i would say they, if they waited this long to do it, I don't know why that they. I don't know why that would be if they plan to do it at any well, point. Because I think I think the big thing is Fred Ridley. Yeah, right. It could be. Like like coming over, kind of, you know. And maybe he's, you know, I know he's a USGA guy, so maybe he's not the right guy to do it. I don't know what his relationship with Mike Davis or with yeah. Bodenhammer and all that is, but I'm just thinking like there's got to be at some point Augusta's like yo, like we don't want to keep spending all this fucking money like lengthening our golf course. Right, and yeah, so. Uh, I think also, you know, I've, I've been trying to chart out on Google Earth. I spent way too much time looking at just the, the lines, potential lines, all this stuff. Yeah. And everyone tries to shut me down and be like, no, there's trees right there. You can't do that. You can't do this. Can't, it's like I went and found the images from Rory cutting the corner in 2018 without a massive swing. And he is cutting it over the the left, like the, the, the edge and leaving himself 162 yards in on, on 13. He does not use a 48-inch driver. He does not hit it as high as Bryson does. He doesn't hit it anywhere yeah. near as far as Bryson does. I just don't think people have fully comprehended what's about to happen and like how wide the fairway is going to be for Bryson on number nine. That, that was the eye-opening thing of that specific tweet you put out was – I didn't realize you can just play it in a 14 fairway. Oh, that yeah. was that and was that's my the thing Mondo like, angle. Yes. It's like if he misses, to cool. A front pin. Like, yeah. good lord, like, that's the place to be. So he could just you're almost coming backwards. Yeah, the, like he could try to draw draw it. If it doesn't draw, he ends up like with the best angle he could get. Yeah, you know that. Dang man, and it's like all right, like talked about this ad nauseum, but like Bryson's just the first. Yeah, or like the opening salvo here. There's ten more kids coming up like him in two classes and another. You know, like there's. They're coming, man. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I feel like part of me feels like I'm spending way too much time only thinking about what Bryson might do to Augusta because he might not win. I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing he's going to win, but I think it's going to be fascinating to see where he's going to be hitting some of these he's balls. Going to give himself a hell of a lot better chance yes. of winning, even if he doesn't play well. Yes, because you know? the the risk isn't. I guess the punishment isn't really there on a lot of those tee shots. If he snap hooks it on, on 13, sure he's reteeing. Like that's a big issue, but he also has a ton of space to miss on that hole. And I can't imagine that he's going to risk putting it in the left trees. I just don't. Well, it's like you start it even right of 14 T and then if it draws, it yeah. draws, right? Yeah. I think he aims at those trees yeah. that are through the fairway on 13 yeah. hits a little draw and it's going to get over those trees and there's just nothing but grass out there. And it's going to be a, a flip little wedge in there. And it's just, that's just one hole from a great angle. Yeah. Like I know bunkers yes. clearly back there. Like just, you know, takes can take the water even out of play yeah, a little the, bit the more. Water's yeah. not like long right anymore. It's man, <laughs> it's gonna be sheesh. So, gonna be so we've got Zozo coming up this week. We've got Bermuda, and then Houston, and then Masters. That's so right. Masters is in starts in three and a half weeks. Yeah. Okay. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of pumped for Houston too. Yeah. New golf Memorial course. Park. That's gonna be sweet. A, a Doke Kepka creation. <laughs> I love when those two get together yeah. to, to design a golf course. It's fucking electric. <laughs> Very. Enron, even. Can you say it? Help me out again here. Adrian Otagwe. Otagwe. I, I think. got it. Uh, wins uh, the Scottish championship on the European tour. And then, of course, we touched on Phil Mickelson, ran down Mike Weir on the Champions Tour. How this about past Weir? Week. Yeah, second golf on the Champions Just Tour. New life, man. That was great to see. I kind of, he, I he, said that 
TC, same inflection and everything when I saw the leaderboard. I was like, how about Weir, man? <laughs> well, hell yes. We had him on the pod before he turned 50 earlier this year, and he was he was sounded super optimistic about God, his game, I and I kind of was just like, yeah, okay, we'll see, man. But yeah, He was T4 at Pebble at yeah. the Pure Insurance Championship a couple weeks ago, and then T21 at uh, the SAS, and second this week in Richmond. Did so. you have a you hate to see it this week, TC? Uh, gosh, my you hate to see it was... Uh, it was it was a hate to see it and rub the green. Freddie got bit by or stung by a jellyfish. Mm. That was a tough scene on Friday night. He thought it was the bad crab from Moana. He came, comes. I've never seen him run so fast. He comes running up. We're just all sitting there. And it was, changed the vibe pretty playing. quick from a and relaxing it, Friday sunset it was to a, it was a jellyfish and jellyfish stung you. <laughs> it stanged me. <laughs> but he was back in the water today. They just be stanging out there, man. <laughs> my uh, my, you hate to see it. I want to keep a close eye on this as as fall is coming, you know, to an end here as 2020 is coming towards an end uh, as the top 50 in the world rankings will be getting births into Augusta. Uh, there was a free crack giveaway of for, points the, for April for April yeah. the, okay. for the 2021 masters yeah. as we're looking to see who gets in that top uh, top 50. Uh, there was one top 100 player on the uh, J- Japan Open Golf Championship this this uh, week. And uh, 32 first place points went to the winner of that one with a strength of field of 12 which 68 points went to the winner of Shadow Creek. And uh, the Scottish Championship had a strength of field of 39 this past week. And the winner, of course, got the minimum points of 24, which is guaranteed to a winner of a European Tour event. So something to keep an eye on as uh, we the, the top 50 shapes out and Augusta births will be handed out at the end of this year. The Euro Tour is going to, they're going to Italy next week. And then... It's the Cypress swing. Oh God! So, so it's what the you're Cypress saying is open and the Cypress showdown. You hate to see it when the the best fifty players don't make it to Augusta. The you top fifty to players yeah, make it, but maybe not the best fifty. It's something players. you hate to see. It is. I agree yeah. with you. That's a that's a great one. And then the rubber the green was going to be Kepka losing his ball, potentially losing his ball in the rough and getting a whole search party coming out to him. But he also it was fully prone, like laying laying down in the grass. I mean, I, I that's that's a you love to see it. We've all been that guy helping. Yeah, you've all been that guy where you're you're kinda like helping your buddy. Like yeah. you're you're also thinking about your next shot and not truly engaged, but you gotta put forth the effort yeah. and make it look like yeah. it. Rory either put the greatest effort ever shown or he truly cared to I find mean, he must have cared because that yeah. was like <laughs> ridiculous display of acting if he did. How didn't. much do you think Rory just wants to like be at home right now? I, yeah, I can't. I would imagine a <laughs> he lot. He played pretty good though this yeah. week. Yeah, he had a bad Sunday. Bad. But well, you know, it looked like what was he like five under? I think he wants some reps. Of course, heading into into Augusta, and he's, he's been. Got tw- he's been I think he got the twelve under. He's been ramping so, up. He's been posting some IG numbers and some carry numbers, and yeah, I think he we might see him uh, kind of change his his way of way of play. He he, he went three fifty six off eighteen today. Dude, I love Rory. I just I want him to find some. Like find some juice, man. There's gonna be Dude, a I love it. A renaissance coming up, I think, of sorts. I hope so. I root for him. I really do. Brooks is the one that I'm not sure if the knee if there's problems with the knee and he just seems like kind of a kind of a lunatic. <laughs> I I more confidence in Rory coming back yeah, at this point than I, I do agree. Kepka. So yeah, I think that's about it for my end. Anything else we're we're leaving out? Yeah, I, I listen, I just I wanna talk about Omar Uresti. <laughs> Okay. Soapbox Sunday. Here you go. I think like it's ridiculous. The guy's made 585 starts between the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Nationwide, Buy.com, Web.com, Ben Hogan, all those. 585 starts. He's played professional golf his entire life. And he gets to play in the not only club pro tournaments, he gets to play in the senior club pro tournaments. 
beating up on guys that are folding shirts. They're giving lessons, you know, doing the financials for their clubs, all sorts of stuff, buying merch. Sure. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, you know, the guys found a way to make a living, I guess. It's absurd. It's kind of like the uh, the sales guy that, you know, finds a way to hit quota, even though he's doing, he might be working the gray area, right? Doing deals but he shouldn't be thing. doing. Close the loophole. Fix the loophole. I'll never forget. But until him. they do fix a loophole, how so are you gonna? You can't hold it against he him. He plays so slow. He's too. he's doing what he's allowed to do. Right? I'll never forget at the uh, PJ Championship 2017 at Quail Hollow. We were watching him for a little bit, and he was hitting it so short compared to the rest of the field. But he was legit. It was so hot. I swear to God, he was aiming for shaded areas in the fairway <laughs> and turning himself around. He was carrying those big ass white towels on his head, but I swear to God, he was trying to hit it in uh, shaded areas of the fairway. Playing to shade. I want to give a shout out to the Corn Fairy uh, Tour Twitter, who they're getting in on the Kokrak uh, all in meme. They uh, they said life's a gamble. In chase of his golf dream, Jay Kokrak went all in. Congrats. That's to, that's all Kevin that's, Prize. That's right got to be, but that's. That's playing the game right there. Byram said it too. He said, "Yeah, you know, all in this week." Kokrak just played some some fantastic. I'd, I'd like to shout out the uh, the free mistaken exposure that we get due to the William Murray collection that Kokrak was wearing. Uh, looks a lot like our logo. It's not our logo. It's a picture of uh, Bill Murray. I will say our logo was first. Who knows if they copied us or not? But it it is often mistaken for our it's, logo. It's from a picture of Bill Murray. It is. Yeah, it is. But you know, who knows if it was? You know, it was a couple years after we came out with ours. It's free. It's free exposure. I probably we probably get one or two messages about that anytime uh, Pat Perez or Co cracks in the in the hunt. So I'd say that's you know, it's it's good and it's annoying. But what do you think about that, TC? Well, I've, I'm going to go back to uh, Kokrak's PXG guy, too. This was PXG's first win in a while. So do you hate to see that, or you love to see it? Or just... Probably both. Just kind of in the middle. You, know, you want the troops to get theirs. Yeah. Well, the thing I'll leave you with is I'm going to work... I'm going to really workshop this Billy Joel uh, Kokrak. <laughs> Any, other Any other questions? Any other interesting questions? I'm trying questions? to get there's, there. There's, there's some, something there, people. I promise you that. Uh, but you know what? You Sometimes you swing and miss sometimes. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, all-in questions. There's a lot of questions about Spieth being back. Uh, AJ Willie was asking about Russell Henley's outfit on the rank of tough looks. We covered that. Zero sources. Did Kokrek go all-in on the flop, turn, or river? Probably at every stop because he's playing three different hands. I would say the river. I'd say on the waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's recovery for your, for your Billy Joel takes. <laughs> There's um, a take there, Solly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to workshop it with you. We didn't talk about Mike Wallace. Yeah, Mike Wallace was odds on at one point, I believe I saw today, and uh, did not manage to close out uh, in Scotland, which uh, you, another thing you just you hate to, you see. Hate to see. I know that. you hate to see that. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, I think we uh, pretty much another question was like, is less than driver the worst announcer crutch out there? It's a tough one, it's, but it's up there. You, yeah. all, you, you can never know what club yeah. those guys are hitting. It's, I don't know. I don't know why you need to point out that it's less than driver, but uh, yeah, it's, that's a tough well, one. Well, I, I have a rub of the, a future rub of the green. How's the weather look this week, Sally? Not allowed to discuss it. Not Sorry. allowed to discuss it. Not allowed to think about it. Look at that's, it. Or that's not. Is that it, so. is that a rule? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, you don't. You don't do that. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be. You know. So yeah. Thank you for asking. Very much. Could be a rub of the green. <laughs> I'm rooting for it. You're could right? be a rub of the green. With that in mind, uh, I'm ready to get this week started and get uh, back to me on the mustache. I'll get back to you on the mustache. We've got uh, just a general housekeep. We got NLU Cup tomorrow yep. night. Finale tomorrow. Finale night. singles. Uh, on YouTube premieres at 8 p.m. Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Tuesday night, boys are heading to Bandon for yeah. uh, what we think is going to be some some just first-class content. 
It is going to kicks be off a, what four weeks abandoned. Six six weeks abandoned. Six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we got one on each course, and this one is just basically the story of Bandon, um, which, yeah, we're pretty, pretty and, proud of this episode. And Neil and Randy driving down the coast acting like they're Formula One drivers. Yeah, folks. Not, not seeing any sand dudes. I need more power. Cool the car. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in, and uh, we will be back at this time next week. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. 